But like as a man who was hung over in boiling hot weather, I w- I was expecting it to be toasted, like nice cheesy toast. But what we got was that's on you. That that that's on you. Got why is that on me? That's on you. Why like why that's not the way it's traditionally done. You can get toasted bagels everywhere. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. No, that's not that's not a, a done thing. It's no, it's not no. no. So so I just imagine having toasted bagels. I think you may have. Yeah, I, I totally made that up. That's great, fantastic. In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural. On the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust. Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan. Or as they prefer to be called, the Unexplained Legends. In 1997, Mel Waters went public with his story about a bottomless hole which he'd found on his rural property, which supposedly had magical powers. Surely an urban legend, or was it? This week on Unexplained Legends, Mel's Hole. And I have a hydrogen atom drawn on my forehead, and somewhere else. I'll leave it up to you to decide where. There you go, listeners. (laughs) Welcome, listeners, to this week's episode of Unexplained Legends. I am Roger O'Sullivan. And I'm Dennis Len. And together we are the Unexplained Legends, which I've already said. But yeah, I love saying it twice. <laughs> it's his favourite part of the whole show. Before we kick off into God knows where we're going, we have some news. Right, We've got our Patreon up and running. If any of you want to subscribe and support the podcast and get us more bagels and all the rest of it, you can go on to patreon.com forward slash unexplained legends. Do you see how easy that is, listeners, right? right? So anyone who comes back now and says, oh, that's very hard to do. I couldn't right? find it. Just guess. Even if you guessed, you, you probably like you would have got it. Who are these people who are on the internet modern day and they're just like, I couldn't find it. <sighs> they couldn't, yeah. It's like when you get into like, you know, you're paying for your Subway sandwiches and they're like, oh, I forgot the code of my card. I forgot the code. Oh, I'll just get us two foot longs again. Is it great? Brilliant. But uh, Patreon, we've uh, we've got some new people that we need to give a shout out to because that's part of the tier that they've subscribed to. We do indeed. I want to give a shout out to Megas. Thank you so much for subscribing. You are now uh, an unexplained legend. Um, we will do some sort of ritual at some point as well, which I pointed out. But for now, this is the ritual. Okay. And also, we've got someone else who's an ancient alien, right? Got top tier, Ooh. right? And Mister Mark Oliver. I, that- I believe it. I believe it's something. Yeah, Mark. Mark Oliver. Oliver. Other, yes, yeah. I believe that might be Phonetically, it. I'm going with Oliver, okay. uh, which I'm sure he doesn't mind. And uh, he actually came up because part of the, the top tier of Ancient Aliens, not only did you get a shout out, not only did you get Discord benefits, but you also get to propose episode ideas. When I say propose, right, uh, that's, a, that's a word that I, I, I chose specifically. You can propose it, it doesn't mean we're going to do it. But I think off the back of his suggestion that was written in block capital letters, uh, he, he, I don't know if you, you, you probably do know this. I'm sure you have reams of this stuff. But um, uh, sex with aliens, sex with aliens, yeah, sex with aliens. Black capital letters. Okay, yeah, I think we can do. We could probably do an episode based somewhere around there. It's probably been coming down the line a lot. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I think that would be a fun episode. And if you know that's our first couple of patreons, God knows what's going to happen. Well, I, I, I actually initially cut out some of that stuff from my notes on ancient aliens. But hey, why did you cut out the juicy stuff? <laughs> I thought that was back in the early days of the podcast. I didn't know how we were going. I didn't know what type of podcast this was going to be. Obviously, it's a sex with aliens type podcast. I so. think we've skirted around it a few times anyway. Yeah. I've been trying to get into it. I think in the last episode, uh, we were talking about you visiting a home planet with kind of sexy aliens and stuff. That's true. We're, you changed your mind. You didn't want to go, but then you heard there were sexy kind of humanoids. 
If they're sexy humanoids, I'm up for it. That's all I look for in a club. Hey, you look pretty humanoid. Can I buy you a drink? So, Dennis, today's episode, we're covering something called Mel's Hole. Mel's Hole. Yeah, nothing to do with sex with aliens, by the way. Uh, Mel's Hole. All right, I'm assuming that this is not a person. Mel, no, Mel is a person. Okay, sorry. I'm, okay, the second word then I was confused. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it, yeah, it's not, it's not his, on his body. Because this, this is a Sex with Aliens episode, isn't it? it Mel's Hole. Uh, do, you, uh, do you know anything about the topic of Mel's Hole? Don't have, a, and don't have a clue. Never heard of it ever. So hot diggity dang. I can't wait to get into this. I'll be honest. I was only somewhat familiar with it before starting to do my research. But spooky enough. Have you ever heard of Sharon's Hole? Uh, I can't say. Is it related in any way? No. No, it's just something um, I've seen before. Okay. Scary as well. Really? Real scary. Very scary. Swallow you up. On February 21st, 1997, a man calling himself Mel Waters called into the famous radio show Coast to Coast with Art Bell. Bell's program was a refuge for the paranormally curious, often receiving calls from individuals claiming to be privy to deep state conspiracies or evidence of UFOs. Raj, mm-hmm. you, you, you're kind of proclaiming this radio station as being like top tier, Yeah, you know, in the charts, everyone's listening to it. Yeah. And you really are saying it with such reverence that I think this guy might be your god. I do. I love Art Bell. I've, I've been listening to Coast to Coast since... Oh, since I was a teenager, just finding little clips on YouTube. Is is Art Bell the kind of guy then who, if these guys ring in, he'll say, "Lads, you don't know what you're talking about. Like you're all crazy." Would he? Would he kind of shut this stuff down? I'm sure he would. Would he? Uh, I I wouldn't. I would say that he's. Let's say sympathetic to a lot of people that call Sympathetic. Yeah. Would that be putting it extremely lightly? I just want to get a good idea of who you're talking about because the way you're presenting him. I don't think it's going to match up to, let's say, I don't know if I listen to him, for instance. I'd say he's an authority on the paranormal and supernatural. What? <laughs> what does that mean? You, you know what's what's great is... Oh, he, don't be pointing that finger at me. Oh, he was once uh, <laughs> he was once hired to do... He, he was famous in America. Uh, it, it, it yeah, was, no, it's not no, the famous bit. It's yeah. just more of like where he's going to be coming from with these things. But he was hired to be the face of a tinfoil advert. Oh. Of a tinfoil company in America. And their thing was saying, Art tinfoil is so great. Art Bell will use it to make his tinfoil hats. And he's in the ad putting on the tinfoil hats. And, and then they go, that's great, Art. No alien brainwaves coming through now. Harris Teeter hired UFO expert Art Bell to compare their new, your home brand of aluminum foil to the leading brand. First, the leading brand. Now, the your home brand. Well, there you have it. Harris Teeter's new Your Home brand of aluminum foil stops those pesky alien mind control waves as well as the leading brand. Oh, That's yeah. genius. Yeah. Uh, that person deserved to retire after that. And the idea that he went along with... he He's very money-driven, I have to say. The, well, uh, here we go. You know, and, uh, like, like, not to speak Ill, Ill of the Dead, but I, I think he, he, liked a, he liked a bit of money. But Why can't you speak Ill of the Dead? That's true, actually. I think it's probably the best type of people to speak ill of, because they can't do anything about it. I'm not going to do anything to you. Can, it, can a dead person sue you? Like, is it, no. Can their estate sue you? I'm sure they can. I don't think so. Jimi Hendrix, shit a guitar. 
Art Bell, though, I would say he, he, yeah, okay, he's probably... Roger, you're talking about him as if he's the dad you never had. He's smiling here talking about him. I I'd say Art. he's a lunatic. I'd say he's an absolute lunatic. Do you know what's really interesting? Because I, I still listen to these podcasts now. I've, I've had a bit of a resurgence of listening to them. Something about doing a conspiracy podcast has really made me want to listen to these again. As he gets later in life, he entertains stuff less when people call in. So if you give us an example, what would he entertain? If I said I, I got abducted by aliens, what would he say? He'd say he'd want to hear it. He, actually, I'll say that he will actually push back if he thinks something's nonsense. But would he just, uh, getting abducted by aliens, if I rang in just simple run-of-the-mill stuff? He'd, pu- he'd want to hear what? Okay, I'm out in the country, okay, yeah. driving along, right? I'm chewing some straw and I've got dungarees on. I'll be Art Bell in this. I won't really do an impression of the call. Listener, uh, oh, so far this is, exactly what, uh, this is exactly what I've heard in the news. Yeah, I've got a pickup truck. I'm driving, I'm driving away from my wife and kids. Don't mm-hmm. want to see him ever again. There's 20 kids. Okay. And I... I see a light on the road ahead. I think it's uh, an articulated lorry. Okay, very and, good. And uh, I stop because I'm like, hey, man, get off the road. I get out off the road. I walk up a little bit. My dungarees start falling off. Okay. Right? Don't know how that's happening, but everything's unbuckling. Everything's unbuckling, right? Not uh, a position you'd want to be in. No. Get a couple of meters up the road. I'm stark. I'm stark. The articulated lorry passes over me, over my head, and suddenly, blinding flash of light, and I wake up in a field. Wow. Um, and there's a note on me and it says, you've been serviced by the aliens. The, would the, you believe that? This is what Art Bell would do. He'd immediately go, wow, what, what a story. And he'd, he'd mute you or in the call and then go, listeners, can you believe that? A man coming down the street in dungarees and chewing a bit of straw. And by the time he reaches the lorry... He is nude and being serviced by aliens. You can hardly believe it, listener. <laughs> is he Fraser Crane? <laughs> yeah, he pretty much is. And then he goes, no word from our sponsors. Hellestito is your home brand. The difference is in the savings. He sounds like Johnny Carson for lunatics. <laughs> yeah, it's a, he, I'd say that's a fair assessment of him. But Art Bell, he's tied to this whole Mel Waters, Mel's whole thing. Because this is what popularized it, basically. Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. Mel Waters was calling in about a hole which he had found on his rural property just west of Ellensburg, Kittitas County, Washington. A hole which, by Mel's reckoning, appeared to be bottomless and potentially displayed strange powers. When Mel first encountered the hole, he wasn't that taken aback by it other than the fact that his dog was reluctant to go anywhere near it. There was nothing to alert him to its unusual properties. Initially, Mel would throw items down without much care, almost like his own personal landfill, until he soon began to question why he could never hear the items hit the bottom. This prompted Mel to investigate the depth of the hole itself, using some fishing line, along with a weight tied to the end, constructing a rudimentary depth gauge. A rudimentary depth gauge. Oh, come on. A rock and a piece of string. <laughs> no, it's you... a weight. It's a weight and some fishing oh line, Oh, my does. God. A rudimentary depth gauge. The stuff you come out with is unbelievable. <laughs> also, the fucking dog. It's like, the dog was a little bit scared yeah. of falling into a bottomless pit. Yeah, of course he's going to be scared. He's, it's like, what, is he, what does that man expect the dog to do? Like, go, I'll have a look over there. I'll jump in. That's why Mel wasn't too surprised about the hole. Like, he wasn't that worried about it. 
He wasn't at work. I thought he was worried. You said except for the dog being a little bit spooked. I know what you're doing yeah. there. You're, you're saying that the dog, you know, they know things we don't know. They hear stuff we don't hear. There. That's, that's what you're saying. That's what you're implying. But, I'm not, but I'm, all, all I'm trying to say is that the dog just didn't want to fall into a fucking hole. So but, that's also why he would be spooked. Okay, listen. We'll agree to disagree on this point. <laughs> I don't know what that means in this podcast. <laughs> whoever, whoever came up with the... I will agree to disagree. Absolute prick. I'd say. Most annoying person in the entire world, I'd imagine. Listen, we'll agree to disagree. Look, no, you're wrong. You think humans have legs? I don't think we have any legs. So, wait, listen, we'll never get to the bottom of this. Well, I guess this is a case where we'll have to agree to disagree. I don't agree to that. Neither do I. <laughs> this is a deli of a pickle. Mel was shocked when his fishing line ran out prior to... To reaching the bottom. How long was the fishing line? Uh, the first one. Uh, you mean the first one? The, yeah, the first one. How long was the fishing line? Because you have to have the measurement of the fishing line. You, you, Roger, <laughs> you don't have the measurement of the fishing line. I could guess. That would have backed it up for you. I could guess. No, you, doesn't, you can't guess. I can't guess. You can't guess. Okay. I've done a bit of fishing in my time, let me tell you. Okay, yeah. Right? And it's quite long. How long is it? But it's all different. How long is the longest one you've used? 60 feet. 60 feet. Yeah. Okay, uh, that seems reasonable. It's Yeah, it seems reasonable, but if I said 80 feet, you would have said the same thing. That also seems reasonable. Roger, you can't come into this thing with a guy measuring. What, what was your thing? A depth? What did you say? He, he'd made a rudimentary depth gauge. A depth gauge, and you don't know what the gauge of it is. You don't, know, you don't have a clue what the measurement is. No, the reason I didn't look into that is because of this next line. where it's a over, <laughs> You're writing it. Over time, Mel added more and more spools... To his rudimentary depth gauge, still with no end in sight. By the time he made the hole public on coast to coast, he'd reached a depth of 80,000 feet and he still did not Isn't reach the bottom. Isn't it weird? He must be one of the first people to make their holes public, but now everyone's doing it online. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> Mel had an OnlyFans back in the day. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 no. Okay, Raj, right, you're saying okay. spools, yeah. right, because of this next line. So, again, you let us down the garden path. You said, don't worry, everything's going to be explained in the next one. Yeah. And you just gave us spools that we still don't know what the measurement is. But it, it, it's at least 80,000 feet. 80,000 feet? 80,000 feet. How many spools is that? Well, 800. 800 spools. Does that give him enough? Isn't it 8,000? Eight more. 8,000 8, spools. How much would 8,000 spools of fishing line cost you? Do you want to bring up the old supercomputer <laughs> yeah. there? Yeah, no, we do. We have to find this out. Uh, let's see what a, a standard fishing line spool is. Because where does this guy live again? Kittitas County, Washington. So he's in Washington. I assume this is a... Is it a remote enough area? Yeah, I think it's like a rural part of, uh, of Washington. All right, let's make this simple, right? So 100 meters of fishing line. This is on Amazon now, so it's going to be a little bit cheaper okay. probably. So let's say anywhere between like 2 and $10. Okay. Right? But like $5 wouldn't be crazy. Also, it's... Uh, when is this? What year? 1997. 1997. Inflation. I'm going to say it's probably going to cost like $3. Okay. All right. So let's go into my calculator where I don't actually know where that is in my phone. Do you know what's terrible? What? Usually we go for a treat after the after the podcast, but we can't really today because we're going for a treat later. You don't know how you sound on the podcast. <laughs> Why? You're saying we can't go for breakfast now, poor us, because we're going out for dinner later yeah. and then go and sing a show in London. Yeah. It's a bit of a pain. <laughs> and I got sunburned. All right. So you'd have to buy 800 spools. 
Fair enough, yeah. Right? It would cost you four grand. That's that's reasonable. Four grand split over... Uh, how long did he do it? He's not specific. He's not, he's not specific on anything. Number of years. But if he did it a number of years, you think? Number of years, yeah. Well, if it was over one year, he'd have to spend $76 a week. That's, that's achievable. That's not achievable. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of money. No, it's a lot of money. But I'm saying it's achievable. Like, it could be a podcast goal. I think maybe... Maybe you should have found out a couple of more things but at this point i this this would take him years oh yeah yeah but we don't know if it'll take him years no it did take him years oh it did yeah well, it really. definitely took him does years. it say that in your notes because you never said anything sorry let me just check yeah it does say it there well he only he only came public with it in 1997 <laughs> if you remember what that. does that matter right that's it only came public doesn't reveal any of the answers that i want he only came public with it in 1997 so let's say so i forgot <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's say he's, he definitely spent a bit of time not public with it. So probably a few years. Oh, I need to tell you a horrific story about my childhood. Go on. Right, something that has haunted me for years and years and years. And even if it's brought up, no, I laugh about it, but I'm still very angry. Oh, I know what this is going to be. Go on. Do you? I, I've never told you this story. So I used to go fishing when I was younger. Mm. So maybe I was, God, it must have only, I must have been like 10 or something. So okay. go fishing with my dad, never been fishing before. And my dad is kind of this uh, lovely guy, but he's one of these people that, like, if he can, you know, get a bit of a laugh on you, he, he will do that. Like, he enjoys that, no matter if you're his child and you're emotionally uh, unbalanced um, as a 10-year-old, right? We went fishing. I think we went to somewhere like Loch Derg. Lake fishing is really easy. You just cast <laughs> out and you let it sit in the water. And if you get a pull on the line, you just pull it in. There's nothing to it, right? But you can also do a little bit of spinning. Right is where you throw it out and you bring the you reel it back in straight away and then your lure acts like a fish underwater mm-hmm. and then bam. I don't think I've ever actually caught anything spinning, like bar like mackerel in the sea, which will honestly, if you stuck your leg into the sea, mackerel would just bite your leg and you could you could bring them out. Right. Anyway, we're fishing. I get this small little telescopic rod, <laughs> and they're usually useless, but this one was actually pretty good. We used to use it a lot. And my dad has got like a proper um, proper rod that he's had forever. So this telescopic rod, when you open up the, when you're casting, right, you open up the reel. So it's basically unsecured. The line is unsecured, right? Mm -hmm. And then that allows you to cast it out. It takes away all the the line from the reel and it goes out, right? Simple, okay? Right. But if you do it a little bit wrong, or sometimes it can just go wrong, it'll get tangled, right? My one got so viciously tangled one day, my rod, right? (laughs) Your rod got tangled? Tangled, right? It's too long, right? And it got tangled. (laughs) And it was so bad that my dad laughed and referred to me as Tangle Tim. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that fucking name has haunted me since that day of Tangle Tim. Putting a name on something when someone's upset is like, that's worse than being hit by your dad, I think. Like, in that moment, if he hit me, I would have got over it more. But he laughed and called me Tangle Tim. And then I was crying later on because we used to go on like caravan holidays. So I remember sitting in the caravan, still upset about it. And then my dad comes in and mom asks what happened. Like, and he goes, oh, Tangle Tim didn't have a good day. And then he <coughs>, laughs again. You Frick. should not have told me about Tangle Tim. It, it genuinely, I don't even, I feel a little bit like on edge. What about these? About what about these? Listener? That happens anyway. Tangle Tim? Dangled him over. He lives to this day. I'll fucking punch you in the face. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me about Spawn. Oh no, Spawn but, is a different story. But we yeah, we that, can't. That's a Patreon goal. Yeah, yeah, we can't get into Spawn. The what? What this bottomless hole stuff has reminded me of when I when I was younger, we had a. Did you have a shore outside your house? 
What's that? That's what my dad used to call it. But again, it's like the Monsetti thing, or like like these words that we just pick up from our parents. That, made up. Yeah, it, it's like a uh, it's like a drain just outside your house. Okay. No, I don't. I had a drain outside my house. Yeah, my dad would call it the shore. No idea why. And what would go out into it is is a sink. It would also just send out all of the the like dirty Turds. water. No, the dirty water from the washing machine. Mm-hmm. So it's just all this soapy water that actually contains. I it's guess probably not meant to be going into that drain. I imagine. Yeah, it? probably not. Probably not. Ecological disaster. Is this probably. something you just like? You can see a PVC pipe just piped out and just dripping into the drain. It just goes straight into the drain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes the pipe would break. It's probably off. a storm drain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably is. Yeah. But all I would do is when I was a kid, which probably explains like some ailments or stuff that I have now, is when the washing machine was on. I'd just sit outside this. Oh, playing with the swords. Take the grate off. Not even that. Uh, I'd put string around my toys, making kind of a rudimentary depth gauge, really, in hindsight. And just, like, I had a specific Batman that was, like, uh, he was, like, gold and red. And I'd just lower him down. I'd be like, oh, no, the Joker is putting Batman down into the acid. And I'd put him down... And I'd pull him back up. And sometimes he'd get stuck. Lick him clean then after you're done. Well, if he ever got stuck, I'd just have to dip my own hand in. I can guarantee you that you never washed your hands after that. Never in my life. So I barely wash my hands now. Do you, you're not a hand washer, no? Not really, no. <laughs> you need to wash your hands. I think, I think a lot of the science around that is hokey. <laughs> oh, please don't say that. <laughs> if you're a listener who agrees with that, you're, you're not on the right podcast. You've stumbled into the wrong room. That's what, my favorite thing. If you, ever want to, if, if you ever want to just create nonsense or like just be, be a lunatic, is to just say the science around something is hokey and then go. And, and as well, a lot of scientists, they disagree about that. Okay, but, here we go, lads. There we go. There are two phrases. If we hear him say that at any point in the next podcast, we know what that means. But you just need to say it about things that are definitely like taken for fact. Like the fact you need water to survive and be like, a lot of the science around that is very hokey. <laughs> There's a lot of mainstream scientists don't agree. So what is the verdict on science? So back to the rudimentary depth gauge. If Mel's calculations are correct... I hate that we're calling him Mel, because you're acting like you know him. Well, it, well, we do. We Good do. old Mel. At well, actually, stage. can I have a few questions? Go on. What age was Mel? Mm, 40. Four. 40. You're just guessing. <laughs> no, just I'm guessing the literal middle age. Yeah, 40. 40. So he's 40. You've no 40. idea. Great. Brilliant. Probably 40. What do you do for a living? Uh, check holes. He, he, he checked holes yeah. with his dog. Yeah. I think he was a farmer. Should have been arrested. He was a farmer, I think. You think he was a farmer? Yeah. That's the same thing as being a farmer, man. Yeah, yeah, he was a farmer. All right, so we've no idea what age he is. Don't know what he did for a living. Was he married with kids or anything? No. No? No. Categorically? Mm, probably not. Brilliant. That's great. You really... You, I mean, you, you just cut the legs off yourself so badly sometimes. Because even if this didn't... If I was doing your job, right, of being insane, right? What I, what, I, what I would do is I would get all this other, like, stuff that is inconsequential. doesn't matter. Yeah. But I would have loads of research done in it. So, like, oh, you know, he's this, he's that, and be able to answer all these things. So, it would look like the main stuff that I'm talking about, which is probably an utter rubbish, makes it, like, a little bit more credible. You know... But you, do, you don't even have the basic stuff. You're like, oh, he was wearing brown shoes. And it's like, okay, yeah, well, like, what age is he? And you're like, I don't know. Well, if you were... If What's you're, his second name? What's his second name? Waters. Waters, yeah. definitely. Yes. That's just not something you made up. No. Mm. 
the, two things about this. One, I remember in in the past when I brought up tutti frutti flavor. No, what was it? <laughs> Juicy fruit. Juicy fruit. Juicy fruit. <laughs> Juicy fruit. What are you in the nineteen forties? <laughs> Juicy fruit bubblegum. You would have go at me for being too detailed. And yeah. and now the thing that always sticks out to me when you say this stuff. Is I spent I spent hours putting together this oh, research. Oh, here we go. No, God, you don't have to mention it every no, podcast. I spent hours putting I together this hours. research. All right, it's not research. It is research. You copy and paste off Wikipedia. No, I don't. You do. I do not. And then when when I read it back to you, when you ask me stuff like this, I think, what was I doing? <laughs> what was I doing? Wait, so you're not even backing yourself up. No, no. Sometimes I will, but today today I'm like. Uh, well, I, just out of interest then, right? Just go halfway with yeah. you. What were your sources on, on this story? Mainly Wikipedia today. <laughs> I listened to the I listened to the Coast to Coast episodes as well. How how's that a source of random callers? That's where it all comes from. There was no They're the primary sources. But there was no no one went out and investigated this afterwards. Yeah, they did. We'll get we're getting to that. Okay. Okay. So where was your source for that then, the investigation? That's a, a different website. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Conspirapedia. <laughs> So by 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 Mel's reckoning, uh, what he found with with his rudimentary depth gauge, this would have been the deepest hole ever discovered by man by some large margin. What is the deepest hole out there at the moment? Mm, The it's the Kola super deep borehole, and that is in Russia somewhere, and that is forty thousand feet deep. 40,000. Okay, yeah. so Mel's Hole is twice as deep. Yes. That's amazing. It sounds like we're doing pros and cons for partner. <laughs> <laughs> twice as big, but twice as wide. How wide is it, actually? Uh, it's, not, it's not that wide. It's <laughs> How not, wide? It's not that wide. Oh, I would say, I have a little... It's not that wide. It's not that wide. <laughs> I, have a, I have a picture that can... Our gauges for stuff is so funny. Like, as in... You're saying it's not that wide, but like, well, what, is that? what does that mean? Well, I have a picture. I, sh- I, I wanted to show it to you later. but you show it to me later, yeah. Okay, okay. We can save it for later. The, uh, uh, but I would say just generally not that wide. Fair like enough? sinkhole wide. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Manhole cover? Oh, that's too small. Okay. Ten, Be- ten manhole covers. You're in the area. Okay. You're in the area there. That's what she said. Oh, my God. Back to the lane. That is literally stream. what she said a couple of times. Okay. Back to, what did she say again? You're in the area. Okay. I guess it's... Uh, you know what? I think I think there should be... I'm going to say it. There should be a lot more guiding in. No, listen. There should. We're not, we're not going there to. There should. This. No. They should help out a little bit more. No. You why want, you why want, don't you want that? You want a little man there with the, <laughs> with the, two, uh, the two glowing lights. <laughs> like he, he, like air traffic controller. <laughs> Come Roger, on. what the fuck is a little man? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying like a tiny... Tiny, like like three inch, three inch Thumbelina type man, oh, right, okay. who who is ha- all the gear of an air traffic controller guiding you in and going. We've clearance. You get crushed. <laughs> he, he doesn't get out of the way quick enough. Back to the lame stream narrative. In addition to the bottomless nature of Mel's hole, <laughs> he also had reason to believe that it had magical powers. When discussing his findings with one of his neighbours, Mel was shocked to learn that the neighbour was also aware of his hole, and even more shocked to learn that the neighbour confessed to having once 
thrown his departed family dog into the hole in lieu of a burial. He threw a dead dog into Mel's hole. Yeah. Why did he do that? Because he just couldn't... Um, he couldn't Mel never noticed. Never. He, no, no. He couldn't face burying it. I think this might have been before Mel owned the hole. Well, maybe what's happening then is there's, there's like the rotting corpse of a dog at the end of the hole. No, because listen to this. He threw the dog in. Oh my God, if the dog comes back, Raj, I'm leaving. <laughs> Only for the dog to later reappear to the man alive. Get over here, Raj. He like, he throws a golden retriever into the hole and a fucking Jack Russell comes up to his host then and he's like, he's oh, back. Benny, you're back. That's the interesting thing is it changes the type of dog. <laughs> That's amazing. You can keep throwing the dog in there until you get the dog you want. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing it in there for a week trying to get the Dulux dog. How how would you explain this? I, 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 there's a simple way to explain it, Raj. We know the way to explain it. No. It never happened. That's no. that's crazy. I love this hole. <laughs> have, they, have they tried throwing different animals in there? Well, soon after... Mel, the answer to that is kind of yes, but, but we'll stick with this for now. Soon after Mel's coming forward with the hole on Coast to Coast, supposedly the US government moved in to confiscate the land. Funding Mel's relocation to Australia in order to remove him from the picture. All efforts to find any Mel waters in the Washington area after this point turned up nothing. But they could find him before this. Like he's on record there now before this. I'm going to say yes. Ah, Raj, come on. The exact location of the hole remains unknown. But it has supposedly been seen by a number of other people, including self-described inter-tribal medicine man... Gerard or Osborne, who sometimes goes by a ceremonial name, Red Elk. He claimed to have visited the hole numerous times throughout the years and believed that the US government housed a secret military base within the hole, which is where alien activity, his words, occur. Red Elk also claimed that he could raise dead livestock by throwing it into the hole from the dead and that the hole could, I don't really understand what this means, but set fire to ice set fire to ice so he's kind of i mean besides that batshit statement right but <laughs> are you saying it's kind of the reverse hole so whatever yeah, you put in there actually so if you jump in there you'll come out dead but then someone control you and they're dead and you'll come out alive i don't know if it works twice you know when the dog came back yeah did it look the same and stuff same dog same dog dennis like it wasn't going like kill me or you know like no. it wasn't like possessed or anything yeah you're asking if it was like pet cemetery type yeah uh, I believe it was... We'll say it was a little off, but it was good. It's, is there any movies out about this? It sounds like a brilliant horror kind of thing, you know, where, like, you, let's say your your wife is tragically killed. This is how the movie goes. Your mm. wife is tragically killed, and you bring her up there, and you throw her into the hole, and then she comes back, but she just she just won't stop going out then. She won't stop going out. <laughs> <laughs> She's not the same. No. She's so random now. Yeah, and, and random and randy as well. And she's but just, not for you. She's too. She's she's going out every night flirting. Oh, she's very bad. She's for bringing it. lads back. Very. Oh well. I mean, if she's bringing lads back, you probably have to put a stop to that. But you're, she says it's an open relationship, but really the door's only open in one place. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. But that would, I think that would make a pretty cool horror movie. Okay, well, for a second, up until the bit where you talked about she's just going out the whole time, she's changed. I thought you were just going to talk about Pet Cemetery, basically. No, a real horror movie. Paramount Pictures presents Stephen King. All-time best-selling tale of horror. My wife on a night out. Go back to Red Elk for a second. He struggled to guide outsiders to the hole. 
sense. Oh, as if like Gerard was being controlled by the hole. It would like it would send him the wrong way. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. Well, that's ah. that's so, that's so unfortunate because I bet he really wanted to back up his story and bring people there. He did. He did. I imagine that, and then the hole is like, "Nah, Gerard, you're gonna have to. We're gonna send you away somewhere else." So <laughs> unlucky. <laughs> the the mystery of what happened to Mel and his hole to this day remains unexplained. It remains unexplained. That's yeah. a shocker. <laughs> Let's yeah. start from the start. Okay, yeah. All right. Mel went and bought an unknown quantity of fishing line, right? And he attached a weight to the end of it. Yeah. Threw it into this hole that his dog was scared of. Yeah. We now know why the dog was scared of because he went in there. Because it was a magical hole. He'd come out dead. Yeah. Right? Which, whether it was magic or not, would definitely have the same end, right? Mm-hmm. And then after Mel told a couple of people, including the neighbor, the neighbor probably was a narc. And probably got on to the FBI because he probably thought Mel was a communist or something. And then the CIA and everyone came in. God knows who came in, actually. It was yeah. probably some real high-level stuff. They parachuted in on a stealth bomber. <laughs> and they came in and closed the place down. Confiscated the land. Probably. Is this not a movie? They sent Mel it, to Australia. You're forgetting that. Well, Australia. Yeah. You know where Mel's gone, No, he, he went to live on a big farm in Australia. He's having a great time. Oh, is that what happened to yeah, all yeah, your dogs and cats he, as well when you're he, younger? He's they, having a great time. They're not living on a farm, right? Do you know, do you know the, I grew up, I basically grew up on a farm. So if any of our, our pets died, our parents would say they'd gone to live in the city. They've gone to get an apartment yeah, in, in Cork. They've gone, they've gone to be on Friends. They're working with Deloitte in Cork. They're going um, to be up there with, with Phoebus and uh, Chandelier. You must have been sweating in school like when people were like, oh, the cats my cat uh, you know it's gone to a farm and you're in a farm and you're just like there's literally never been any cat or dog come out to my farm oh yeah I, I like I, I'd be it was like Nixon <laughs> they're, they're all dead it was like a Nixon debate I'm like just patting my patting my brow go into Cork on your country Christmas day which is when the 8th of, of December oh I thought it was 10th damn 8th of December and you're looking for your cat or your dog around the place looking where, into the apartment windows where are they I'd meet them as well but they'd be kind of stuck up what were the name of your pets Oh my god, I had too many pets growing up, man. The, Come on, name a couple of them. Uh, Pikachu, favourite cat growing up. Pikachu, Meowth, uh, Persian, that was another one. Persian's yeah. a good one. Starting to see a bit of a, a yeah. trend here, I think. Mo- mostly, mostly Pokemon names, to be honest. Uh, there was Tabby as well. Tabby, was Tabby a Tabby? Yes. Classic. Classic. <laughs> uh, I, had a, I had a green cat called Green. <laughs> you did, though, yeah, didn't you? Yeah. Did, yeah. <laughs> That fucking cat was a Terminator. Got knocked down and climbed over a fence. Oh my god! It survived as well. Yeah, didn't it? climbed over a fence, and then, and then my dad like brought it to the vet and spent loads of money on it and everything. My dad like loves pets and whatever. And then the cat got locked into his prize shed and shit all over the place. Oh my god! Oh. You just hear him screaming, "Green!" <laughs> that was the color of the shit. <laughs> it the, was. I uh, had a pet donkey as well called Jenny. Oh, nice. Yeah. Why'd I, you call it Jenny? Je- well, actually, it was because. My my dad just called it Jenny, but Jenny is actually the name for a female donkey. Oh. So I suspect that what happened is my dad went to pick up the donkey and he went, oh, what, what is it? And they said, oh, she's a Jenny. And my dad probably went, yeah, yeah, no, she looks like a Jenny, all right. Yeah, we'll call her Jenny. That makes more sense now as to why your dog is called Bitch. Well... <laughs> Listen, most of the people in my house are called bitch at some time or another. I fucking know that. <laughs> Including Especially when you, you had your sleep. Including you. M- Mel went public with it on Art Bell, got confiscated, sent to Australia, live in a farm. All right, so Mel was killed. No. Uh, slash never existed. Has anyone ever spoken to Mel? Do we have any? On the radio. Are you an idiot? So, yeah, but like, is that. Are so- you a dumbass? <laughs> 
Raj, you want me punched in the fucking face? Because this is how it happens. <laughs> Are you a dumbass, Tangled Tim? So, you do realise what my role is on the fucking podcast, yeah? To entangle all your bullshit. Um, so, they were talking to him on the radio. Yeah. Right. And at that point, he hadn't moved to Australia. No, the, he, this was the first time he went public with it. This is the first time he went public with his whole was on the radio okay, show. Okay, Grant. So, he's on the radio show and then he goes away. Yeah. Did they have a number for Mel after that? No? He, he called in a few times. A few times? Yeah. And did he announce that he was moving to Australia? I, I don't know. So how the fuck do we know he went to Australia? We found it out. How do we find it out, right? We found it out. Research. Who, who said it? If he didn't say it, who said it? Since what, it's all based on this radio show. One of the neighbours. One of the neighbours. Wait, no, Mel did say it, I think. He did say it now, did he? Yeah, he did say it. You know, it takes a couple of minutes for them to say it. Isn't that weird? <laughs> now he's all about it and he said it. So he went to Australia, but he told no one where he's going. No, it's this, is this how interrogation works? This is not how interrogation works. Is this how people end up saying they, Raj, when they come for you, there's going to be no interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what I'm, I'm afraid to ask? What? Are there even any theories for this? Yeah, there are. There really is. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. I think you've got heat stroke or something. Yeah, I do have heat stroke. So we'll, we'll I also love that you brought the microphone way closer to you as well. Yeah, it's sitting on my stomach. <laughs> a, a belly belt for my, uh, for my microphone. <laughs> Do you have a fanny pack? Mm, no, but now you mention it, might might get one. I thought you'd be a fanny pack person, or at least a security belt. Well, there's nothing wrong with a security belt. Do you have a security belt? Well, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> and if you did, how much money would you put into it? I, I don't want to. I don't want to make myself. How much cash do you carry on yourself at all times? Oh, I, I carry. I carry a grand, <laughs> a grand in in fifty pound notes. Just so, just so that if I'm I'm mugged, I have something for them. Yeah, you need to give them that much as well. Do you think that they take all that off you, or would they give you some back? Oh, no, they would take it all off you. What would be good is if you actually only had one like real fifty pound note. And the rest were all fake fifty pound notes. Imagine, but you see, the problem is if you're robbed near where you live, and you do that, you have to move. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They're going to get arrested, and you're yeah. going to be fucking killed. That's true. Uh, unless, unless I don't know what mugging's like nowadays, but unless they have one of those little things that they run the fifty pound notes under. <laughs> I just remember our story about my dad. My dad is an asshole. We got a Lexmark seven thousand two hundred printer back oh, in the day. No. Right? Yeah. And we also got a scanner with it. We got all these things as well without actually any use. Maybe the printer for my older siblings for school mm. or something. But scanners, like at the time, no one had any, like just, you know, just put your face in it and scan it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> actually, well, let's get him put in jail. I don't know. But he was, he, he destroyed it afterwards. But he was scanning money and then printing it off. And then he went in with a load of 50s to my mother and goes, that's for you. He didn't. <laughs> he did, yeah. And my mother said, oh, oh, thank you so much. And then she like picked it up and it was just like, you know, A4 paper. Oh, my God. It, that reminds me of, uh, were you ever big into, you know, sugar money? Sugar money. Oh, you paper know what? Money. In where I lived, there wasn't a lot of it around. But I, I, and I definitely would have eaten it. Sugar money was delicious or, or like paper money. If you're not familiar, it's basically like sugar mixed with probably something horrific to make oh, yeah. it paper like. Something that starts with like an X. Yeah. And, and then uh, some kind of Xantium gum stuff or something. And it, it would just be printed to mimic euros, like 50 euros, 100 euros. But it was way bigger though. Yeah, it? it was oversized. There was no chance. Of, like you weren't going into the shop, picking it up in the shop and then... Faking. You could get it in where I was from. You could get away with paying for it in the nightclub because it was way darker. 
But the problem was, if there was any drinks spilt on the counter, it would just dissolve. They'd oh. be like, why is, why is your 50 euro note sizzling? Oh, God. Uh, that's the new one. Oh, no, no, no. You quickly smash your face against the table as you're licking it up. Have you ever eaten paper? Uh, yeah, of course I have. <laughs> Swallowed it? Yeah, of course I have. What kind of paper? Uh, ruled. That's actually much easier to eat than standard like printing A4 paper. Yeah, because you can see how, how much progress you're making on it. Dissol- yeah, it dissolves too. So, we'll, we'll, we'll get into a few of the theories now, Dennis. Of course. So, first theory, it's just a big hole. Just a big hole, there is an end to it. It's just a big hole, yeah, there's, there's, it's the biggest hole we've ever discovered. There is an end to it. Or, or Mel's rudimentary depth gauge is a bit off. But that it, just a big hole, and it's all a hullabaloo over nothing. But it's still interesting that it's such a big hole. Has there been any other holes found around the place that are, like, extremely deep but are not man-made that's a good question uh you a good answer probably not okay all uh, right well, i would say all right, big brain yeah. big brain could come in i think that'd be quite interesting to actually figure that out big, big brain. brain big brain here the world's deepest natural hole appears to be the devil's sinkhole in texas which is over 400 feet deep with a 50 foot opening Scientists still don't know how old it is. So Big Brain's just answered it. I'm sure there are a couple. Whether they go to like 40,000, 80,000 feet? Debatable, I'd imagine. Well, I think nothing's ever gone to 80,000 feet, except for Mills Hole. That's why it's so interesting. Uh, okay. All right, okay. okay. Did you just save it there, remembering how... <laughs> what? So it, it is 80,000 feet then? That's what Mel says, yeah, with his okay. rudimentary depth gauge. So, the other question then, I guess, is if it is 80,000 feet, at what point do you stop hearing sound or echoes or whatever? Like, does it, does it stop traveling up to you after a certain level or... Hmm, that's a good question. Big brain here. This text, even my titular big brain. The short answer is, I have no fucking idea. And the long answer is... It depends entirely on the sound that is being echoed. That's made me think of a fact about that cola borehole. Mm. Is some people call that? That's the one made the the Soviets made it. I think drilling for for gas in Soviet Russia, and some people call that the gateway to hell. You can actually hear very strange sounds coming from from the from the depths. Yeah. That, that people think sound like human screams. Would, would you like to hear those? Yeah, I would like to hear those. They, just... So this is the sound of human screaming in hell. Yep. Prepare yourself. That's the fucking noise that comes out of it. Yeah. That's actually terrifying. <laughs> Genuinely, that is really scary. That sounds like... It does sound like human screaming. What's the explanation for that? Please give me an explanation. They, they don't know. Ah, they do know. They don't. It's probably wind or something, is no. it? No. They put down a camera there as well. <laughs> and before the camera lost feed, it was, the last thing I saw was just a, a lad with, with horns. They hell this way. So if we had Mel's Hole then, maybe an interesting way to do it would be to get a droid. Mm. A little drone. Dro- a droid. A Star Wars droid. <laughs> beep, beep, bop, bop. <laughs> Go on, get in there. Woo! And he comes out as human. If you were to get a drone and pop it in there. Yeah. Do we have any idea about, like, where at all um, uh, Mel was located, like, you know, to find this this hole? 
What do you mean by that? Well, if if it was in Washington or wherever, right? And like he gave us some clues. Kittitas County. Yeah, yeah, like in that county. That county's probably not that big. No, it's quite big. Well, how big is it? Uh, very big. Oh, it's not that big. It's like a county is not going to be too big. But let, let's say it's the size of like Cork. Let's say it's okay, the, yeah. let's say it's the size of London. There's going to be a bit where we're not allowed to go to because the government have restricted it. That's where the hole is. Well, you're kind of using specious logic there. Why? Uh, you How know, is that specious? They might be. Uh, <laughs> they might be. They might be covering up something else. All right. Yeah, but we can narrow it down. So if if we're in that county and we find one place that's restricted, yeah, and we've covered the rest of the place. Okay, that's Mel's Hole. Okay, I can see where you're coming from with this. Just to give you a little insight into Kittitas County, it has a population of forty-four thousand people. Okay. But it's a rural place, so that could be... God only knows how big it is. It's uh, probably huge. <laughs> Thanks for giving that information <laughs> of its population. It doesn't describe its size at all. So Excellent. Uh, so I, okay, so you're saying we go there. On our, when, when this eventually gets commissioned as a TV show for History Channel, we, we go there and we try and find the restricted area. We just get a plane and we yeah, fly it fly over on. there. And if anyone says, this is a restricted airspace, please go away. We're like, oh, don't worry about that. Then we know where it is. What if we get one-way flights to Australia the next day if you catch my drift? <laughs> well, that's that's inevitably going to happen. We keep going down here. We keep rustling jimmies like you're doing, Raj. They're going to come after us. I, I Listen, bring it on. Being thrown into Mel's hole would be the greatest thing that could happen to us compared to what they'll do to us. The Something I forgot to mention earlier as well, you said rustling jimmies, is that the when they came to confiscate the hole, people in the area... <laughs> They took it. They confiscated it. Yeah, they confiscated Gone. the hole. Put yeah, it into a truck. <laughs> Get this hole packed up, boys. Uh, when when they took it away from Mel, there was a lot of people who had interactions with Men in Black in the area. Where the Men in Black, we have to do an episode on them as well. Sometimes I think these people just come across funerals and they just they just don't no. know how to interact with it. The the and men they were driving like um, kind of a Ghostbusters black car. It's like it's a hearse. They were driving a hearse, and they had like kind of like a, a big linen basket in the back. Yeah, there was a cadaver in the back. But men in black, they like turn up and they act really strange, so that people when we'll we'll do a whole episode on it. But they're like very unusual. They're very interesting. They turn up to investigate these things, and they they behave really strangely. So that when you tell other people about their behavior, it sounds like you're mental. Oh, nice! Nice little tactic from them. So, yeah, are they doing it? Are they doing it actually on a fact-finding mission, or are they just doing it to kind of like a little psyops? You know, are they actually trying to make everyone uh, who's involved not be believed, or are they actually trying to get information? It, it's a bit of both. A bit of both. Yeah, some people think the Men in Black as well might be. Uh, they might not be of this. Might be uh, aliens. Yeah, yeah, but we'll, we'll 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 touch on that for another day. So, first one was just just a big hole. Second one was that Mel had stumbled onto a secret government project. That they okay. were doing something down the hole. What were they doing down there? They were trying to... They, they were hiding UFOs down there. How big is the hole, so? Well, depth? No, we don't know how deep it is. But how big is... Like, a UFO would get in there, would it? How uh, big is a UFO that would get in there first? It would be... Car size, please. Micro. A micro, a, a Nissan, Nissan micro, micro so a small compact car. Yeah, very small. Yeah, probably like what six foot wide. Uh, I would say on the front, like yeah, but the bonnet. but for clearance, we're saying let's say ten foot hole. A lot of these theories are just surface level. It's the government. 
Yeah, but what are they doing down there? And then that's just not, just no, nothing past that. So what do these people think that the government are doing down there that they need a bottomless, potentially 80,000 foot deep hole? Well, you know, the whole thing about the, the creature fall or the, the dog falling down there or being thrown mm-hmm. down there and the idea of weird things happening down there being bottomless. Some people think the reason why the government have set up their base here is because there's an interdimensional portal in the hole. Or all for in the interdimensional portal. And how did they find the interdimensional portal? Like, so did the government make the interdimensional portal? Or was it created before? Was it buried under the ground? It was just there. You know what it could be? Hollow Earth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be a little gateway into the Mole Men. Yeah, yeah. Or the other guys. Who were the fellows who were friends with the Nazis? The Nordics. The Nordics could be friends with them as well. Yeah. So, yeah, so it is an interdimensional portal. Yes. I know the way you're looking at me. You don't really have much information about this theory. I wouldn't say that. Okay, well, give us give us some Go more on. juice in it. Press me, press me. No, no, just give us some more information. I don't have to press you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's an interdimensional portal. Yeah. There's two branches, as there often are. No, no, I don't want two branches. I don't want two branches of what they surface level think. I just mean, give me the, like, operationally, what's happening in this thing? Down there, <laughs> down in the hole somewhere, there is, like, a portal... Yeah. And the portal is going to another dimension. And that's well, what happens when we throw the fucking dog in then? It goes into the dimension. Yeah. And the the UFOs go, oh God, another one. And they, they're Yuck. they're really advanced. So they just bring it back to life and shoot it back up the hole. Shoot it back up. How do they? <laughs> All right. So they shoot it back up. <laughs> the dog is dead again. And... Oh, so you're saying you're saying so that the, the interdimensional portal or whatever it is, the hole itself, is not actually doing anything to the dog. That there are alien surgeons and stuff down there that are actually fixing the dog and shooting him back up like a cannon. Yeah, or maybe maybe the portal does just do it. Maybe something funny happens. <laughs> something funny happens, but if something funny happens, then are there aliens down there? Are you saying there's aliens down there for a start? Yes. So there's aliens like doing their work day down there. Yeah. And it's also an interdimensional portal. Yes, that's why they located it there. So we've Easy ju- commuting. We've just got some checkpoint guards down there. Yeah. We don't know why. they're The dog thing then is these checkpoint guards fixing the dog. Yeah. Okay. And what about Jared? What, how does he fit into this? Well, he, he he's big on the UFO activity there. But I think he also believes Red Elk. Um, it, also, I should say that I think that there's some dispute as to whether or not he... He really is associated with uh, with Native Americans. <laughs> That's troubling. Um, <laughs> so glad I've been calling him Jared for so long. Yeah, but he um, he also thinks that potentially there might be a, a bit of Native American mysticism tied into it. I don't really think that that holds much water, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Massive Native American background. <laughs> so I think that going forward with this podcast... yeah. Raj, we need more than just saying interdimensional portal. Like, we, we really need a breakdown because I feel like PSYOPs, interdimensional portal, these are things that keep cropping up. But they're, they're, it's not my fault that they're the answer to but everything. Can you tell me how it works? Can you tell me how an interdimensional portal works? Why do they believe that it's down there? What are they seeing that they believe that it's down there? They must the be dog based, thing. The dog. So if we throw a dog the fishing into a, line. What's that mean? That's just a deep hole. What are the telltale signs that these people that you know and hang around with, right, who you shouldn't, right, under bridges and in ditches and stuff, what are, what's telling them that this is an interdimensional portal other than it just can't be, well, you see, the other thing as well is like, they're kind of saying, oh, it's an interdimensional portal, but why? 
just because of this dog story, is it? Like, what is the reason? Well, why do you... Th- the reason is, why, why do you think the US government's so interested in it? But yeah, but what, it could be anything. It might, it might just be a really, really deep hole and they just want to have a look in there. But what's, we see, what I want to know is why do these people think it's an interdimensional portal? Are there telltale signs that we should be looking out for in your community that will tell us it's an interdimensional portal? Or is the only reason you think that this is it, or that they think it is, is because the government just came in and closed it off? Okay, right. We'll, we'll put it this way. If you're listening at home and there's a big hole near your house and the hole appears to be bottomless, and when you throw animals into it, <laughs> please they don't. come back to okay, life. We need to stop this. Do not throw animals into no, any no, hole. No, no, don't do that. Us. But when you do, <laughs> when you do, and they come back to life, and w- the government come to take it away, uh, yeah, it's an interdimensional portal. But couldn't it be like, you know, more paranormal? What's couldn't it? it be like a cursed hole? Okay, yeah, it's fair. That's another one of the, that's like the whole Native American thing. Oh, do you have that theory coming up? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why did you say you think it's like that if you're going to present that theory then in the next one? That, well, I, I said I don't think that holds much water. <laughs> All right, but it's coming up. No, it did come up. Oh, that was it, just when you said it? Yeah. Okay, great. Sorry, I thought, I thought I was going to get a bigger section. Not really. Yeah, but couldn't it be like ghosts and stuff like, you know? You think a ghost is is bringing? Oh, you're looking at me as if that's ridiculous. You know, you know that I'm I'm not <gasps> Mr. Ghost. Oh, here we go. Well, you're much par- more Mr. Ghost than I am. Yeah, I am more Mr. Ghost, but like, <laughs> which is the technical term. But I don't know. I th- I think I don't know. I I think you need to dig deeper in this. Oh, <laughs> but I do think you need to come up with more than just saying it's an interdimensional portal. Don't tell me that. Well, we do, because like we're looking interdimensional portal in a previous episode in Skinwalker Ranch, and there was things flying all over the fucking yeah. place coming out of it. Yeah. So, and that's the reason they thought it was an interdimensional portal. Yeah. This reason they think it's an interdimensional portal is because some guy threw his dog into it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> if you like listening to the podcast today, please give us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Uh, we'd also like to say that our Patreon is up and running. We've got some nice support in there from people, so thanks so much. If you feel like supporting this podcast and giving us money for investigations into the paranormal, you can visit patreon.com forward slash unexplained legends. And as always, please follow us on Instagram. Tell your friends, your mother, your grandmother, and your grandfather all about the podcast and spread the word. And spread the word. And spread the word. And spread the word. And spread the word.